Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. So many of you have heard me recently talk about a discovery I had uh, later on in life. Uh, Actually didn't know that I had this going on. And you heard me talk about, you know, going through 25 years of career, job loss because I wouldn't implement a downsizing program. And that actually was my job to do. But I went back to school and what I discovered when I went back to school for an advanced degree, a master's degree, and then I went on for a doctorate, what I discovered in my first year of doctoral studies, thanks to Vinda, one of my study buddies, Vinda from Thailand, was I started to write down the wrong formulas. I literally was copying off the board incorrect information, but I didn't know it. And a long story short, what I discovered is they, in the world we live in today, I'm considered learning different. Now, here's the great news. No matter what somebody tells you about learning, learning different, learning this or learning that, the point is that we have the ability to learn. And so I had to make some adjustments after my first year of doctoral program, almost flunking out, because I had something interesting that happened in my brain. It happens to be the thing that makes me really good and excited about doing what I do for a living. But that opened up a door for me to understand more, more than I thought I would about cognition, about the brain, about virtual reality tools, about things that will help people, everybody achieve a state of high and peak performance. And so that's why I was so thrilled to have Dr. James Hart join me here today. Because when I think about people that are out there and they're using the best of the best to set things up, I really believe that we are on the edge of real of accelerating how we process, how we tap into that, those things that we are very, very much meant to do and what that means. But what is it about this? What is it about technology today? First of all, technology gets a bad rap. That's out of the gate. But it's not stopping us because we hope to create uh, a, a very intelligent app to educate people about Lyme disease and make it fun. But Dr. Hart, you know, he is somebody that understands about the mechanism that we call the mind. And whether or not you take a look at his vast achievements, you know, master's degrees in psychology, Carnegie Mellon, actually Carnegie Mellon is where, where my research advisor uh, uh, was from, or you look at the, the work that he has done to produce studies and papers. And he, I gotta tell you, he's a better man at heart than I am. Oh, that was a little pun. 
He's a better man at heart than I am because after 10 years of studying the consequences of broken promises, I could not do one more postdoctoral paper. But today, it's about discovery. We're going to talk about what Dr. Hart has discovered, but more importantly, why this is so important for our future. Dr. Hart, it's great to have you here. Wonderful to be with you. It's a delight. So here I was in my own experience, and I want to open it up with this because I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. I, I think that growing up as a kid, I was considered slow. Uh, some people put me into a, a one of the autism categories. I mean, I stuttered. Y you name it. It was just the, I was the kind of kid that people didn't think anything would happen. So much so, my stepmom said to me one day, look it, you better get a job at the phone company because I'm telling you, they don't fire people. <laughs> and I did, but I did get fired, uh, but for a very good reason. But here we are today, and I want to ask you this question. I barely touched on all of the amazing work you've done. Here's what I want to ask you. What is it about you and your absolute conviction and passion for what you do what is it about the, the work you do and some of the challenges, some of the obstacles that you had to overcome to bring this conversation into the world right now today? Um, a personal experience. Um, it's, the, there's a founder's story that's uh, pretty intriguing. And I'll put that in the context of um, in, when I was still back in California, this might be about uh, 2005, uh, we trained a man uh, named uh, Doug, who um, was the first person to sign up for our Diamond Dozen program, where people pay in advance for 12 trainings, 12 one-week brainwave trainings, and they get 20% off. Well, he did a lot of research on BioCybernaut, and he gave me a book called Primal Branding. And uh, Primal Branding, is a, it's a little book, but it identifies seven characteristics of any company that has ever gone global. And BioCybernaut, he said, had all of those seven characteristics. So he said, get ready. You know, if you do it right, you're going to go global. <laughs> and one of the things was an intriguing founder's story. And so I was a physics major at, at that time before it became Carnegie Mellon. It was Carnegie Institute of Technology. Right. I remember. It was the fall semester. And I came out of the student union after lunch to be met by a very large sign hand-painted with every letter a different color. And it said, Dr. Joe Camillo will talk on brainwaves and consciousness. And it gave a time that was just 10 minutes hence. The building was right over here. I didn't have a class, so I went. And I learned, I, I mean, I had friends at Duquesne University who were studying phenomenology, and I was learning about Pierre Teilhard de Chardin and the phenomenon of man, and all of this was interesting sort of philosophical stuff, but it wasn't grounded in science. And all of a sudden, I realized brainwaves were a way to ground all this philosophical, you know, machination in science. I've come up with a slogan and actually trademarked it, which is brainwaves rule. So any experience that you have in life, 
you have only when you have the appropriate underlying pattern of brainwaves. And if you change your brainwaves, you change your experiences and you can even change fundamentally core dimensions of your personality that psychiatry would think would have to be stable over the adult lifespan. So I spent every spare minute of my senior year in the library reading about brainwaves. <laughs> in the spring, when I graduate with a bachelor's degree in physics, I jump on my Triumph motorcycle. I ride up into Canada, across North America, down the Pacific coast to San Francisco, and I show up at Joe Camilla's lab, and I volunteer as a research subject. Very primitive. Uh, one electrode, middle of the back of the head, one tone, one score. Uh, but it was the most fascinating thing I had ever done. And I had three days of about an hour of brainwave feedback. And it was so wonderful. I went back on the fourth day wanting more, but they weren't doing any studies. But Dr. Camilla's girlfriend, Joanne Gardner, worked in the lab and she and I had become friends. And so I went to her and said, Joanne, would you take me downstairs, hook me up and put me in the chamber so I can play? Wow. And she said, yes. And so wow. she did that. Then she went and turned everything on and started the technology and went upstairs, got involved in her work, forgot I was there. Later, lunchtime came. She went out to lunch. It was in course 11 of a 12-course Chinese lunch that she went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> So she and nine other people piled back into Paul Gorman's VW camper van, went hurtling back across town, ran up to the building, ran inside, ripped open the door, and interrupted the late stages of a most incredible adventure, which I've actually described. It's on the BioCybernet website called A Tale of Self-Discovery. Michael Hutchinson in his Megabrain Reports was the first to publish it. And so I had out-of-body experience, ego disintegration. I was flying around the universe. Uh, I was encountering discorporate entities. Uh, this was a lot. I mean, I was a Protestant fundamentalist, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. I had never even been drunk, so I didn't know anything about altar. <laughs> I didn't know I could spell meditation. I didn't know what it was. Oh, yeah. And as I come out, and there's these 10 people standing there. They go, well, what happened? And as I would tell what would happen to me, Paul Gorman, who toured India the summer before, would say, oh, that's a meditation experience. Oh, that's a meditation experience. And so shortly after that, somebody put Yogananda's autobiography in my hand, and I started and did seven years of the uh, yoga, wow. uh, uh, yoga meditation practice. Wow. So that's how it got started. Now, in terms of the work we do, um, it's powerfully transformative. As I mentioned, uh, we, we can change, people can change core dimensions of their personality. They can get rid of, you know, moods, anxiety, depression, sadness, uh, anger, fear, resentment, hatred. Uh, we have a 14-step forgiveness process. And uh, the... Uh, the, the changes are so powerful. Yeah. I refer to Dr. David Hawkins. Oh. Power versus Force. Oh, that's my favorite book, actually. Yeah. And one that I really draw on a lot is uh, uh, the pathway of surrender, letting go of the pathway of surrender. Now, you know then that he was a psychiatrist. Yeah. He had the largest psychiatry practice in the U.S. It was in New York. And then he started to become enlightened and, and left that. Well, in this power, in the uh, letting go, the pathway of surrender, he says, the goals of psychotherapy and letting go are different. In psychotherapy, they want to 
uh, massage your ego a little bit so you can fit in better with other egos in letting go the goal is complete liberation of the soul mm. and so i actually have a published paper in a british online journal ec psychology and psychiatry from last year uh, from 2017 looking at lesson 134 in a course in miracles which is about forgiveness yeah. and integrating that with dr hawkins work uh and then showing the biocybernet forgiveness and so that's where we are the passion that I have is for helping people, not just to solve this or that problem, but to move in the direction of complete liberation. Yeah, I, I love that story. Well, two things. One, our tagline is positivity rules. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I had a Triumph TR6. Oh, you did. I oh, 64. I come from a motorcycle family. Wow. I, yeah. Oh, my yeah. My dad built them. But, you know, I love that story for a lot of reasons. One is, and, and let me ask you this question, because- That was the motorcycle that I rode across North America on. Was it? Oh, that's a, that's a hard ride though. I mean, I think I'm still, I can't tell if I'm shaking from the Triumph or the BSA. I don't know which one caused me permanently to shake. Either that or it was Elvis, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell, I think it's Elvis. Um, but, but the reason I ask you this is because I, I, I do know about these beginnings. I mean, I'm talking to you because I dialed a wrong phone number 15 years ago. That's why you and I are talking. And I didn't hang up and I bought my first hour of airtime. But this is what's fascinating to me. Um, my sense is, and I want to ask you about this, especially since, you know, we're, we're, we're people, both, both of us have really spent some time with power versus force. Um, there's a sense that some people have right now about humanity. I, I cannot, I, I do not like to, to generalize or globalize, but I want to just make this statement. And one of the things that, that, that seems to be coming up more and more and more is this idea that we have given up or caved in or have decided that years go by, we get older and let's kill time till we die. Mm. And, and, and I think that what we're seeing now is what I call uh, the redefinition of aging to the point where people don't even talk about it anymore. Well, the alpha training reverses aging in the brain. Yeah. Not stops it, not slows it, reverses it. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to talk with you. Um, and let's talk about that. I mean, people might say, wow, are we talking about something that's 10 years down the road, 20 years? I mean, are we talking something from like Star Trek? But we're not. You know, let's talk about what you've discovered and why it's so powerful and what it does. And more importantly, this notion of energizing, activating, and expanding intuition and creativity yes. is so important. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Colin Martindale was a researcher in the mid 80s studying brainwaves and creativity. And what he found was that at rest, creative people's brainwaves don't differ from normals. But if you give normals and creative people problems to work on, 
the normals sit there in their normal brainwave state and do only as well as normals do. And the creative people have the ability to turn on much higher levels of alpha within which they quickly and effectively solve the problem in a manner that distinguishes them as creative people. So Colin Martindale said, creativity is simply a matter of having the right brainwaves. Yeah. I mean, isn't this the thing we're talking about, the right brainwaves? Let's just talk about the right brain brainwaves yeah. for a minute, because I love that. Okay. You know, some people say, look, I've got my mojo going on. Uh, a gentleman I studied with called it the flow. Every sports, I don't know, sportscaster, sports person will say it is the zone. Exactly. And I think this is what you're talking about 100%. right there. Flow and the zone. At one point, ESPN did a, uh, a special that included me. It was called The Best of Sportsline. And there was a 90-minute show where they showed clips of various athletes being in the zone. And that was the teaser who was in at the end of the show. So I was there in my white doctor's jacket talking about the zone and the brainwaves that you need to have in order to go into the zone. But this is something that when I think about what you all have done and what you're talking about here today, change your brainwaves, change your life, maximizing yep. potential. Yep. You know, this is fascinating because for me, you, you know, I, I play a sport and I have found myself uh, it recently, some, I love playing the sport, and I found myself a little bit distracted. And it's mm -hmm. funny, I'm getting ready for, for the show today to talk with you. And yet I ask, what is the key uh, to, to what you all have developed? What is the key? Is it that we're getting information that provides us with a methodology to adjust? Or is the process, right, the training that we're talking about, does it help us anticipate so that we don't have to correct? I know that sounds like a weird question, well, but no, I, I hope you understand what I mean. This way. Yeah. There are three pillars. You can see my three fingers. There are yeah. three pillars that support the profound results that we get. One pillar is the patented ergonomic technology that I designed only after reading hundreds of scientific articles about how the brain works. Okay, so it's ergonomic. The second pillar is the uh, optimized and also patented training protocols. We offer a brainwave intensive over seven long days. You couldn't come once a month for seven months or once a week for seven weeks and get anything like the results that we get with mass practice versus distributed. And the third pillar is the transformational perspective of the trainer. And all three of these things work together because when you come out of the soundproof chamber where you were doing your brainwave feedback training, <clears throat> you're then debriefed by a skilled trainer. All of the trainers I have, I've personally trained and certified. And they're like when an astronaut comes back from a mission, they don't go to the bar, they don't go have pizza. They go into a debriefing where talented people ask them questions to bring forth every detail of their experience. That happens in a bio-cybernaut training. And a bio-cybernaut is to inner space what an astronaut is to outer space. And so when you have these, well, for example, one time I had an engineer, software engineer, he was writing uh, software for me. And so he had a complete set of my technology. And without telling me, he gave his business partner 100 sessions with my technology. 
And so, and essentially nothing happened. So it's not just the technology. You, know, you cannot go to ABC Biofeedback and get what you get at a BioCyberNet training center because we have patented ergonomic technology. We have patented optimized training protocols. And then we have a trainer who ties it all together for you and brings, if you have fantastic experiences in the chamber and you don't talk about them with somebody talented in debriefing, right? six hours later, you've completely forgotten. Ego will come in and use the hindrance of forgetfulness. You mentioned distractibility. That's one of the hindrances of the ego. It was a big leap for me in 2006 when I came upon a little book called The Zen Ox Herding Stories, in which were identified from distilled down wisdom from a thousand years of Zen practice in Japan, the five hindrances, there are actually six, but they only found five. They are doubt, drowsiness, distractibility and worry, aversion, any form of ill will, and boredom. Now to that list, I've added forgetfulness. And yeah. these are the techniques that ego uses to keep you in limited consciousness. Because when you transcend, you become invulnerable to the ego. And as a control freak, it freaks out if it can't control its host. Yeah. And what you're talking about here, and we're going to take a short break and come back in a minute. But what, what we're talking about is this question, right? Let, let's just drop the question for a moment. The question is this. Do we really believe we can control any process in our mind? I mean, as generally speaking, do we believe we can do that? Well, and when we say that, we say it from a very, let's just say, novice perspective. But what we're talking here about here is a process, right? Yep. We're not yep. talking about, yeah, Dr. Hart, yeah, I, I, let, let's just do it right now. I can do it right now. But we have now... Uh, the latest study that has come out recently is this year, international study on anxiety. We as a country are at the top. Mm -hmm. That's a first. Mm -hmm. We are at the top. And yet here we are today and people are so burnt out. They're so in the worry of the worry of the worry that hopelessness sets in because yep. they don't see a way out. Do, uh, what are you finding with that? Because I would imagine that people that go through the process see a result. Well, and that becomes alpha training is like a silver bullet against anxiety. Yeah. It, it eliminates both forms of anxiety. State anxiety, which is transient of a moment, and trait anxiety, which is a personality characteristic that absence is training, you might be stuck with your whole life. And in 1970, I formulated some of the axioms of biofeedback. And the first axiom of biofeedback is any process in your mind, brain, or body about which you can be given accurate and immediate feedback, you can learn to control. Any yeah. process. I, there was a grad student in Dr. Camille's lab who was, uh, he would put tubes down somebody's stomach uh, uh, and then pump out a little bit of stomach acid, titrate it with the you know, litmus paper and give them every three minutes of reading on the pH of their stomach. And with that primitive information, people could learn to increase or decrease the acidity of their stomach. Wow. Feedback Here's is the key. It has to be accurate, has to be immediate, and it has to be reasonably aesthetic. Yeah. I love that you said accurate because look, 
we're not talking about doing a process and gathering up our friends and asking them how we're doing. We're really talking about ways to create this change, learn something and have that change to be, you know, something of a permanent nature. And this is really what we're talking about. Let me ask you this question. Um, I, first of all, we're going to go to a short break, but I want to ask you, for how can people find out more about this? How can they find out about the training? Let's just make sure that folks know how to do that. www.biocybernaut.com Rhymes with astronaut, spelled like astronaut, B-I-O-C-Y-B-E-R-N-A-U-T, biocybernaut.com. And you can go to Transformation Talk Radio and you'll see Dr. Hart's picture. Just click on there and it'll get you right over there uh, to the website. Lots of information. There's a take- number on the website too if you want to call. And I think that is so important to do. You know, being able to speak to a real person is yeah. important. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about not just the process, but the results. What does it mean to have enhanced creativity? Is it possible to change IQ? Yes. And one of the most important things I want to cover, and I think this is so critical in the world we live in today, self-esteem, self-confidence. Can you put all of this together to create a new you? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Celebrating 40 years of peace through music. Dr. Pat Basili is thrilled to be partnering with Dudley and Dean Evanson, co-founders of Soundings of the Planet. Music and video created for peace and healing. Immerse yourself in benefits of music for meditation, relaxation, and stress reduction. This peaceful and meditative form of music is available for free on all streaming services. Search Dean Evanson on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, and iTunes, or visit soundings.com for more information. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. 
Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidegger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I was so really excited to talk to Dr. James Hart for a lot of reasons. But one of the things that he and I have in common is we have a sense of what's happening in the world. And I think you've heard me talk about this either on the Dr. Patcher or the other show I do power up. You know, what's happening with the high states of anxiety for both adults and children. Um, And there is a consequence to this if we don't understand that there's also a solution And that's what we're talking about today. You know, we're talking about a training methodology and brain-centered portion of virtual reality applications. That's what we're talking about. A lot of words that basically mean, right, we can get better performance out of our brain. That's basically what we're talking about. Dr. Hart, before we continue, would you mind, uh, again, giving out the website and phone number and anything else you'd like to share? Happy to do that. There's an 800 number on the website, on the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. It's 855. And the website is www.biocybernaut.com. Rhymes with astronaut, and it's spelled B-I-O-C-Y-B-E-R-N-A-U-T. And there's a a .com, biocybernaut.com. And there's a reason for that name. The famous information scientist Norbert Wiener had coined the term uh, cybernetics, which is the science of control systems, and biocybernetics to describe biological control systems like nervous systems and things like that. And so it was a leap for me to go from biocybernetics to biocybernautics, where not is a Greek suffix that implies somebody who goes on an adventure. You know, you have astronauts, you have cosmonauts, and back in the Greek times, you had Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. Off right. in search of the Golden Fleece. <laughs> right. So a biocybernaut is somebody who goes on an inner adventure, just like an astronaut goes on an adventure in outer space. A biocybernaut goes on an adventure in inner space within their mind. Mm. And don't let's not forget, very important, very important uh Marvel character. Juggernaut. Yes, there we can't go. forget that. But you know, the, but, but I love that we're talking about this for a couple of reasons. One is, I made a I made a comment to you during the break, and what I said was, this is something that should be in every school across the country, or at least in every high school mm-hmm. across the country. And the reason I say that is because you know when I think about what this training does, what this process does. It has the ability to help people react better, more creatively, more innovatively, more rapidly. And that is important in this fast-paced digital world. I think when when you agree, we now have more data coming at us than any of us could possibly handle. 
To think that we have, without some help, the tools to process what we need in the time that the demands on us are, are being put to deliver it, I think it's unrealistic. I think we're just struggling to keep up. What do you think? Totally agree. And uh, if, if we talk, you talked about the problem of anxiety. Yeah. And it is, you said America is now number one in anxiety. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of information and there's a lot of stress, a lot of demands, but also there have been shifts in the diet. Now, this is something, yeah. you know, that everybody can uh, make changes in right away. Uh, we ask people when they come for biosavernaut brainwave training to eliminate at least a week before onions, garlic, alcohol, nicotine, and tobacco. I mean, uh, alcohol, nicotine, oh, caffeine. And so no caffeine, no alcohol, no nicotine, no onions, and no garlic. Now, we send out to people when they register a uh, scientific paper showing how garlic diminishes your alpha brainwaves. It also wow. makes people agitated, anxious, more irritable. And uh, so this is a matter of scientific fact. And if you go back to when you were a little girl, except for maybe some Italian food, there was no garlic in the American diet. Now garlic has been infused into even, you go to the grocery store and you buy uh, a vegetable juice, kale and spinach and whatever, and you'll find that it has garlic in most cases. Garlic has been insinuated into the food in ways that many people are not aware of and it reduces their alpha waves and it contributes to a systemic anxiety. And so one thing that you can do without even coming for biosavernaut alpha training is you can eliminate onions and garlic. And even one beer 24 hours ago will lower your alpha baselines the next day. And caffeine was, you know, does vasoconstriction, shuts off the alpha, lasts about 15 hours. Uh, and nicotine, because it goes through the lungs in most cases, it's almost immediate. Somebody takes a puff of a cigarette and their alpha drops almost immediately. And, and you know, what we, what we now know is what we now are learning about all this. Mm-hmm. Because we went through, I think, what let's just call it several decades mm-hmm. of having some information that wasn't 100% accurate. And especially around our diet and especially around foods. Yeah. Um, and almost at the point of convenience, which it was, we decided we're going to really look at putting things in our body that really aren't foods because we're living in a fast-paced world. Yeah. How serious is this from your perspective as we look ahead? Well, uh, you are what you eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're eating poison, well, I lost a very dear friend recently who had a habit of uh, two 12 packs of aspartame sodas per day. It's now known that aspartame causes type two diabetes. Well, he got type two diabetes and then had various organ failures and very brilliant man. I'm sorry to have lost him, but you know, it was a result of what he was drinking. And, you know, we're finding more and more stories of this. I mean, this is, this is, an, an entire different look. <clears throat> Everything for what we spray on our vegetables, yep. what we put. But there's a way to move ahead. But the first part is educating ourselves, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
and that requires an openness. One of the things that happens, you asked earlier about, can you really raise your IQ? Yes. The average IQ boost from the Alpha One training is 11.7 points. Wow. And in wow. our statistics, that's stable at least a year out. We haven't looked beyond that. <clears throat> the beneficial personality changes. I ran a large federal grant uh, at UC uh, San Francisco. It was funded by the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health. The title of it was Anxiety and Aging Intervention with EEG Alpha Feedback. And so the target population was women who were from 60 well up into their 80s. And these are the group most at risk for anxiety because anxiety is higher in women than men at every age. In both men and women, anxiety increases with age and in women it increases faster. So we worked with women who were from 60 up into their 80s. And uh, it was like they had drunk from the fountain of youth. We gave wow. batteries of personality tests twice before the training started, a week apart. Then they did the training. Then they did the uh, personality test again. And just like with the younger people, there were massive and profound beneficial changes in their personalities. But I was curious to know, and I'd written into the grant, funding to do a six-month follow-up and a 12-month follow-up. So we brought them back at six months and remeasured them. And to our amazement, they were actually better at six months than they were in the day right after the training ended. And then we went 12 months out and brought them back and there were further improvements in their personality because what had happened was a shift in their experience of reality. They now perceived reality more accurately and better. They perceived themselves accurately and better. And so they were able to make naturally, easily, changes in their lives and what they thought about, what they did, what they ate. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Now, it turns out in the age reversal, once atherosclerosis sets in, hardening of the arteries, which can happen depending on your you know, diet, your genetics, your lifestyle, could happen as early as a person's 20s. From that point forward, your alpha waves slow eight-tenths of a hertz for every 10 years of life. And so since alpha is eight to 13 cycles per second, and most people center around 10, it only takes a couple of decades before the alpha is gone. And then once it's gone, people enter senescence and senility and usually die soon thereafter. Now, part of the mechanism here, I believe to be in addition to the reducing anxiety is in many cases, there is a learned cerebro vasodilation. There is a disease called Raynaud's disease where the fingers and toes uh, don't get enough blood. They turn blue. They're very painful. And the only thing the allopathic doctors can do is they cut them off. They amputate yeah. Yeah. to solve the pain problem. Well, then along comes biofeedback and people learn that if you put a temperature probe on a finger, and you give immediate feedback, you know, a little light flashing every second with the temperature, and you do some autogenic phrases like, my hands are heavy and warm, and it's like that, you can learn to dilate the blood vessels that feed your fingers, the warm blood from the core flows out, the pain goes away, you don't need to amputate, and you've cured Raynaud's disease with thermal biofeedback. Well, in the same way, one of the many things that your brain learns to do when you're doing the biocybernaut alpha training is it learns to dilate the blood vessels that go feed the, the head. 
And so sometimes when somebody pops, they'll have a breakthrough, they come out of the chamber and the blood flow to the head makes them look like they had came back from two weeks in Barbados, (laughs) an alpha tan. And so this is real clear evidence that the blood flow has suddenly been turned on to up, you know, brain goes, hey, we need more blood up here. And initially it goes to the face, the lips, the chin, the neck. Uh, And then as the brain becomes more skilled at this, the blood flow increases only happen inside the skull, not outside. And so the alpha tan is a transient effect, although the increased alpha from the increased blood flow is enduring. Well, and you know, this is really the thing I wanted to talk to you about too, is as I was getting ready to, you know, do this show today, my sense is there's an accelerated uh, version of oneself. Let me just see if I could explain what I mean. I mean that here you are and you get to experience this new person, the new you, let's say. And it's a new you because now you're moving into action, thinking, whatever that is, that you probably have not had the experience before. And the question really then becomes for people is when you are in this training, right, there are many, many things that will change in your life. My sense is it's an accumulative, it's a cumulative effect. And what I mean by that is, look, I, I hit a little white ball, you know, 40 miles per hour or 50 miles per hour on some days. And when I hit that one ball 10 times in a row, the next time I go to practice, I would, I would expect that the cumulative effect of my practicing will help me hit either more or more stable. And my sense is with this is other, unlike what we call training, right? I used to be a human resources trainer. So this is really the bizarre thing. The trainer's worst nightmare is they spend weeks in an organization and train and nothing changes. And I think that's what we have to really make a point of here today Mm -hmm. is not only does it change, but the change continues. There is a cumulative effect of positive results. Is that accurate? It is accurate because you've changed your brainwaves. Brainwaves rule, positivity rules. Alpha is the essence of positivity. And so if somebody has high alpha, they're going to be optimistic, cheerful, positive. If they have low alpha, they're going to be negative, paranoid, anxious, fearful, and possibly also angry. Um, I want to ask you this question because I, I play table tennis and, you know, I'm also like you, you know, have a little research bug. And so I've been following the results that the Bat Foundation has in working with people with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and reversing the effects. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting to watch what they say about it or seeing the results. And so I had a big debate with someone the other day and, oh. about the sport. Oh. And I said, you know, why is it if you go to see people play this sport, you will find people 80, 85. Why is it when you go to an international tournament, there's, there's so many people of a certain age that play this sport better than any other sport that they had to have an entire international senior competition. Oh, wow, nice. So, the, so the, the, we had a little argument about it. And my friend said, 
it's the focus. It's the focus. It's the fastest racket sport. Mm -hmm. I said, it's the sound. And I found it interesting in preparing for this today and looking at what you've done. Now I'm not sure what it is, but there is something going on with that sport. But the question really is, it could be both because yeah. you talk about better focus, mm -hmm. better decision-making, increased creativity. I mean, let's think about it. You know, how many people that you know that are in sports that are very fast, right? Race car drivers. How much of that is skill? How much is intuition, right? Mm -hmm. How does this bring it all together to tap into not only the dimensions of who we are that we can see and feel, but how about the dimensions, the fifth dimension, the dimensions that we cannot see that may be unexplained? Um, alpha is the answer. And at one point, uh, you see, um, one point I was a grad student. I walked into my thesis advisor's office and he said, sort of like challenging way, he said, can you show me a formula for alpha? At that time, a lot of psychologists had what was called physics envy because physics was a very mathematical science and right. psychology was, you know, kind of mushy. I know. And so I walked up, I said, sure. I walked up, I, you know, I had a ba deep background in physics and, you know, mathematics. So I walked up to his board and I wrote alpha equals and then a big sigma, meaning summation of uh, C sub I over S sub I from I equals one to N. And he said, you know, he gave me a blank look and he said, well, could you expand on that? And I said, sure. Alpha equals C1 over S1 plus C2 over S2 plus C3 over S3 dot, dot, dot out to CN over SN. And he goes, I didn't mean expand. Can you explain it? And I go, oh, absolutely. The C's are coupling constants and the S's are stressors. The stressors are in the denominator because when you reduce a stressor, your alpha goes up. And so then some stressors are very strongly related to alpha. So they would have a big coupling constant, a big C. And some stressors are not so related to alpha. So they would have a smaller coupling constant. And so what this, and there's hundreds of them, C1 over S1, C100 over S100, and so on. And when you're in the alpha chamber, your brain is being given in our, our trainings, you're given a minimum of four sounds. Uh, for the first day and then we give you six sounds and so these sounds represent activity at different places in your brain and so it's up to you it's up to your brain to figure out how to make the sound louder and so the brain in ways that you don't even have words for goes through all of the things that it's doing and reduces the stressors and the alpha goes up and so thing beneficial things are happening to you in reducing stresses and for example like being distracted you mentioned that's a form of stress. If you have indigestion, that's a form of stress. If you have an itch, that's a form of stress. If you're worried about your child or your grandchild, that's a form of stress. And so in alpha, you don't even have to know precisely what it is your brain is doing. It's working to reduce all of the stressors that it can identify. And some of them don't have names. Yeah, you know, this became of interest to me in a strange way. Uh, and I, I know we've got a few minutes left, but I really want to get to it. You know, I went back to school after losing that job, right? And and I, how I got into the my master's program in Columbia is 
angels everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I can't even explain to you how I got from Jersey uh -huh. to Columbia <laughs> on a busy afternoon in 45 minutes, because that's all the time I had left after yeah. my boss was yanking my badge from my neck yeah. to get there for my two-year application to be valid, right? And, and this is really, for me, why I want to talk to you about this, because when I tell the story and I tell I have so many like this of everything that's happened to me, even this, it sounds like I had no participation in it. But after and believe me, I've only spent a little bit of time looking at what you created, but after thinking about this more. Here's what I, I want to ask you. I'm not sure that all of those incidences in my life, let's just call them coincidences, were just that. What if there was something inside of us mm -hmm. is exactly like you're talking about that could detect the right direction to go, the right, right way to go, the yeah. right thing to do to get you to a place that you're not even sure you're going to get to? We have a specific training method that trains that skill. It's called the high-tech decision-making tool. And so what you do if you have you know, several options you want to consider, uh, you'd have to choose among. You bring, you, you're in the chamber, you're getting feedback on your alpha. You bring to mind one of those options and you accept that. You make that decision. You start living out that life alternative and you notice where your alpha is going. Then after a few two-minute epics, you have a few scores, you step out of that, and you then make the next decision. And you imagine that you're doing that, and you watch where your alpha goes. Whatever alternative gives you your highest alpha is going to be most in alignment with your higher self. You're going to be more creative. You're going to have more fun. You're going to make more money. You're going to have better relationships. Because in that choice, you had higher alpha. The alpha knows it's a representative of your higher self. Hmm. And, and, you know, let me just bring it to this, because I, I know that this hour goes so quickly. Um, the one thing that I do want to touch upon is, and, and, and let's just bring this together. I think they're related. The idea of self-esteem and self-confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes, you know, we, we lump everything together. Self-esteem, self-confidence, self-worth. We kind of lump things like that together. Mm -hmm. Um but there's a notion about this that has to do with whether or not a person will be able to survive, especially in the business world, especially as we move forward. And I was really struck by seeing in your studies that the work that you're doing really captures the real issues of self-esteem, self-confidence. And I'd like for you to talk about that because I was very surprised to see it. But then after I thought about it, well, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Well, a big part of the alpha training is forgiveness. Yeah. And uh, people have so many judgments against themselves. Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And when you can, in the, in the chamber, when you can for effectively forgive yourself, for those negative notions, then you can thrive. You eliminate that which is holding you back. Along the way, there are big increases in your emotional intelligence. All seven dimensions of emotional intelligence are improved by the biocybernaut alpha training. 
And so you're more emotionally intelligent, you have better relationships, you have better ability to understand and manage your own emotions and your ability to understand and interact effectively with other people based on their emotions. And all of this contributes to your self-understanding and your self-esteem. A friend of mine said to me, and I learned this myself a number of years ago, resentment is the number one offender. <laughs> Resent it's, it's like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And yet we carry so much of it. We're, we're, you know, we're feeling it now. Mm -hmm. We're feeling people carrying so much of that from either not feeling like what it is that they were expecting to get in life they didn't get, or very specific things, right? Like we have completely forgotten the last recession we went through and what happened to people. It's as yep. if we don't even talk about it. Right. I mean, it's as if it didn't exist, yep. right? Um, but I will tell you from studying broken promises for 10 years, it does exist yep. and it's painful mm -hmm. and people are suffering. Mm -hmm. And yet what's happening is we're being told to suck it up. Now, this is really the question. And I know this is probably my last question. This idea of not addressing uh, these things that you and I are talking about, they too have a cumulative effect. Don't know they. the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. Feedback is accurate, immediate, yeah. aesthetic. And we measure several times a day people's emotional state. And the computer program that I wrote can detect not only the moods, but it can detect unconscious emotions. And that becomes the basis for forgiveness because you, if there's unconscious anger or resentment or whatever, there's going to be a perpetrator. There's going to be an event and that person or that event needs to come up for forgiveness, which then liberates you. You know the truth, you forgive it, and then you're free. Wow. I want to thank you for coming on today. I want to thank you for this. And I know there's so much more to talk about. Two, two things I'd like to ask, please give out your website again. And then I'd like to ask you, what your personal message is, what you'd like to leave us with today. And thank you for all the fantastic work you're doing. Thank you so much. Uh, the website is www.biocybernaut.com. B-I-O-C-Y-B-E-R-N-A-U-T.com. And there's an 800 number on the homepage. You can call and talk to a live person. You'll probably get Kate O'Connor. Uh, the watchwords at BioCyberNot are openness, honesty, love, forgiveness, and appreciation. Openness, honesty, love, forgiveness, and appreciation. And understand that brainwaves rule. Anything that you do in life that has an effect has an effect only because it changes your brainwaves. People do drumming or uh, dancing or fasting or drugs or sex or whatever produces changes in your consciousness only because it changes your brainwaves. And what BioCyberNode offers you is the ability to change your brainwaves directly without any of those intermediary methods. Wow. And this is really a scenario, given the amount of data that we are absorbing or attempting to absorb every day, this is something that we, are, as, as humanity, are going to really need for ourselves. Absolutely. Not just now, but it's going to be incomprehensible, Dr. Hart, to imagine us 10 years from now without this. Mm -hmm. Really is. 
thank you so much. It's been and, a uh, to be with you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, do you still have your Triumph, or did you uh, get? I, I got rid of my Triumph for for a BS. After a while, Honda, Triumphs broke down, so I went to Hondas. Did, you know, I did that too. <laughs> I went to, but for a short period of time before my dad's like, you got to get a Harley. So there you go. <laughs> Let's rock on. Thank you, Dr. Hart. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, for those of you out there, we've got another hour coming up. We'll be right back.